Everyone, good morning. Good morning. Today we're going to be looking at the first chapter of the Bible, Genesis 1, the creation account. Yeah, and today we're going to be um, not necessarily combing through it verse by verse, but we're going to answer some of the questions from the DT booklet. What is God like? And what are, how does our current views of God, how they need to be corrected? And just what we can learn about God from this passage. And one thing I thought about is that God, from this creation account, it's clear that he is a God for thriving, for life. And we see his heart so clearly through creation. As someone who's generous, abundant, and good, you know, creation is teeming with life. And he says, be fruitful and multiply. Or he says, I give you every plant, every tree, everything that has a breath of life. And I think this corrects our notion of God being someone who wants, who's kind of exacting, who's calculating and trying to take away good things from us. Or maybe a God who subjects us to his unreasonable limitations and, and maybe even to servitude. But we, re- we realize through this creation account that this amazing cosmic God, the creator of the universe, surely does not need us in order to validate his existence. He is for us. Yeah, and another thing that God... Um, we see with God is that um, he shares his heart. Um, I was thinking about how in the beginning, um, God gives man good work. You know, God is a creative being who creates and bounds. Um, and for man, he tells man to create in a sense, to multiply and also to bound, to have dominion over creation, to fill the earth, subdue it, have dominion. Good work was something God gave us before the fall. And it's something that we can still have after the fall. And so God designed us to need meaningful work. And I was thinking, like, what does that look like for Christians today? And I think it's a lot more than just pouring out all our effort into a ni- our nine to five job, obviously, and, and doing well at it. Because ultimately, when I think about what we see throughout the Bible and ultimately through Jesus Christ, the, the finished work of Christ was ultimately loving people. And so I think, you know, in modern day times, in New Testament times, that good work that God calls us to do then is the same thing, to love people. Jesus' great commission is to make disciples of all nations. His command to his followers was to, to, to proclaim who God was, reclaim the world for God, in a sense, loving people and sharing who God is to everyone with love. I think we can do this by, um, in a lot of different ways. Um, you know, obviously, the first one is going to be sharing our faith, but there's also a lot of other ways to do this as well. You know, loving our friends and our family, um, just being caring, you know, finding different opportunities to to love people who we might not know, volunteering, maybe a chance to teach a kid. Um, you know, I, I think just overall, it's very clear that all believers, all people are meant to be able to have some sort of good work. And for Christians, it's um, some good ministry work. It's not so much about how much one outputs, but really just about sharing God's heart. Something that struck me, uh, shifting gears, something that struck me this time around was with creation, God doesn't just zap things into existence, but you know we see that refrain, God said, and God said, and God said, let the waters, let the earth, let there be. And it just struck me again that God creates through words, and it gave me a fresh appreciation for God's word, for how God expresses intent through his words, and how his words have the power to speak into reality. Mm-hmm. Something else I also noticed about how God creates is um, how he creates through drawing different boundaries and divisions. You know, he separates the light from the darkness. He separates the waters and expands above and below. He gathers water together so dry land can appear. And so this also uh, shifts our thinking about boundaries. Oftentimes we think of boundaries as something stifling, as something limiting, as something wrong. But as God, we see here that as God divides, as he draws lines, as he puts in that form, the shape, and there's order, and through the order there is life, you know, and order through these boundaries ultimately leads to the creations thriving, and there's a progression from darkness, chaos, void, to something teeming mm-hmm. with life. Yeah, so just talking about boundaries real quick, I mean, you think about any game, for example, a game without rules or boundaries is just chaos, right? You need those rules and boundaries to make it fun. 
Likewise in life, right? We look at relationships. Um, boundaries are so important in relationships. Like once you become an adult, it's good to have healthy boundaries from your parents um, in some ways, right? You're no longer a child under their care. You have to set some boundaries so that you can thrive in your own adult life. It's about the area of marriage, right? God says sex is intended for marriage only. I think research shows that um, to be pretty true that, you know, um, you know, sex and marriage is better or whatnot. And people who have uh, followed God's rules for his ethics on sexual behavior, like they generally do better mentally. Um, you know, God says, do not steal, do not lie, do not covet, covet, uh, covet, covet. covet. Um, and imagine a world where people didn't steal or lie or covet. Like, again, these boundaries that God sets are meant for thriving. So as I was reading through the creation account, um, it was an opportunity for me to reconnect back to God's heart. I think on a daily basis, I personally, and I think maybe for some of you guys to lose sight of, can lose sight of the God that we serve and what his heart is like. And maybe as we're stressed with details, maybe as we're dealing with burdens and the daily grind of things, or maybe as we're struggling to be sanctified of our own sins and we're constantly bumping up against God's laws, which can seem so limiting. But reading through Genesis 1 again brought me back to just the good God that I serve. God brings about all of beautiful creation, perfect creation, and then brings us into this world out of his love for us and tells us to have dominion over it. And I was reminded of the anticipating parent analogy in Course 101, where a parent you know, he's in, uh, set, is setting up the nursery, eagerly awaiting the arrival of this precious beloved child into the world. And likewise, God says, I created all of this world, this perfect world, it's for you. You're not just another animal or creature or living, breathing, living thing. Um, that's a part of creation, but he says, I created you differently. Verse 27 says, God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him, male and female, he created them. And God blessed them. Be f- and he says, be fruitful and multiply. Fill the earth and subdue and have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the birds of the heavens. And he gives us a very different call. He gives us a very different role and he elevates us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so just on that picture of elevating, I mean, just I want to pause and reflect real quick on just the fact that we are made in the image of God. Um, I think that's uh, something that is worth pondering. Like we were made to reflect God. You know, no other animal had that description of them except for man. Man is made in God's image. And um, the fall, sin, um, it it took us away from being like the image of God. Um, And so, you know, at this point in our life, you know, as Christians, uh, one of our end goals, as we talked about last week from Ephesians 4, is that um, you know, the Christian life is all about being made more Christ-like, returning uh, to a more complete picture of that image of God. We're um, to be little Christ. And at the end of the day, I'm, it's just amazing. I think this, like we are to be like God in a sense, to reflect him. And that's a huge, huge compliment. When people see us, they're supposed to see Christ. They're supposed to see his love. Um, and while it's a huge compliment, I also do want to add this part. It's a tremendous responsibility. That's why sanctification, the process of becoming more like Christ, is something we have to keep at. You can't just say, I'm okay, I became a Christian, now everything's done. No, right? Our character matters. We need to keep getting shaped by God's word and the people that God has placed in our lives so that we can be better reflections of who God is. All right, that's it for today. Some lessons about God, portraits by God from Genesis 1. All right, see you tomorrow. Bye. Bye.